This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Uh, some updates on the injuries. So three key injuries. Uh, Brendan Carlo was placed on IR and Brendan Bussey was recalled from Providence since the last time we talked. Um, though I don't, I do believe Carlo's still on the trip. He was as of yesterday. I don't know if that's going to, I assume unless he needs to like undergo further evaluation, he'll probably just stick with them through St. Louis. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's out now at least for St. Louis and then for Monday's home game against the Devils. Yeah, but he's still listed as day-to-day. So it's not like it wasn't long-term IR, it was just regular IR. Um, so that means two two more games, three total, I know four total now. Um, but and then also we got some very positive updates in terms of Linus Allmark because I was thinking long-term IR from the get-go and we're still lacking a lot of information about um what exactly the timeline is but it was listed as day-to-day so i guess maybe um the worst of it the like your worst fears aren't realized if you thought that that was like a groin and and that that was season ending because it looked real bad um and obviously them being out on the west coast or not the west coast but um out west we haven't had a chance to see him. Sometimes we'll we'll get a chance to see guys and like how they're walking because they'll be up on the ninth floor with us. And like we noticed when Lucci was in a boot or was out of the boot or like, you know, you see crutches or, or different things that give you a hint as to how uh, serious the injury is. So we haven't had a chance to see him because we are not out on the road trip. As you can see, we're in our lovely homes right now. Um, but so that I still think that that was a really positive update that it's currently just expected to be day-to-day how much they're hiding I don't I don't know I'm always skeptical especially with goalies like they you you know teams want to keep that under wraps so um nonetheless we'll get to how Swayman did um and you know a little bit about Brennan Bussey as well and then Matt Patra the third injury also day-to-day um and all three of those guys right now they stuck on the road trip, which is always a good sign. Like if you're seeing a guy get flown back to Boston, it usually means there's either some sort of immediate procedure or more tests for more serious injuries. So I think there's positive signs in, in all those three injuries. Yeah, cer- certainly sounds like none of them are long-term, none more than maybe like a week or two, you, you, I guess you hope. But uh, yeah, Allmark in particular, that looked like one especially as you see him leaving the ice with, you know, not pushing off at all, just being guided off. Like you worry about that being something longer term. So that's encouraging so far. We'll see if anything changes there. And Potter looked like that. He, at the very least, he looked like he was in a lot of pain. Um, you, you never really know with those kind of 
shoulder injuries or whatever it might have been. Like it, it can be anything from just a, a stinger or, you know, like a, a mild dislocation where you can kind of pop it back in and just, just rest for a few days all the way up to like, you know, something tears or a broken collarbone or like, you just don't know. So um, fortunately that seems like it's not on the more serious side. So yeah, all things considered, you know, you'll, you'll survive if they all miss, you know, a few games. Um, Would have definitely been bad if one, two or all three, we found out are going to be out like four weeks, six, eight weeks. Like, like the Anaheim Ducks just had in one tweet, they announced that Trevor Zegras and Pat, uh, Pavel Minchikov both out like six to eight weeks. And it's just like, not that the Ducks are playing for anything anyways, but it's like, well, there goes their season. Like now they're not even entertaining. Like, well, yeah. And Connor Bedard, brutal. Connor Bedard too. Yeah. To, yeah. So he's out for at least eight weeks, I think. Right. Or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the fact that the Bruins could have avoided that uh, looks looks encouraging. And by the way, if Carlo, if this was a long term IR for Carlo, you're missing now. You're missing Forbert and Carlo, your two best penalty killers, uh, and your best shutdown defenseman. So that changes, that kind of changes how you have to approach your game plan uh, because you know you, you don't have those guys. You don't have either of those guys. Um, and then, like, what? What's your next best shutdown defenseman? Like, Weatherspoon? Like, I don't even know. Like, there's not like a good replacement for. I mean, re- realistically, it's probably McAvoy. But yeah. you, ideally, like, you want to be using McAvoy in more offensive situations and free him up more, and not have to, you know, bury him in the D zone. I mean, Lind Lindholm's obviously really good defensively too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, but those are guys that ideally you want to be freeing up and allowing them to be involved in offense and um you know the, the the more the more you get banged up back there the more you, you have to rely on them to to handle the defensive workload first because you know i i, I think matt grizzly played well thursday night we've discussed he's had a little bit of a down season mason lori like you don't want to throw heavy defensive zone assignments on him just yet um, Parker Weatherspoon's done a good job. I know we're going to get to him in a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's, you, you have to ride your horses when you're, you're down with they're down. And you, there's one thing that was a little bit concerning to me about the Olmark thing. And that, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> and that's that, um, the panel on Nesson, we're talking about it. Like it was going to be Swayman for a long time. And that panel includes Razor, and I don't know if Razor has any information that we may not have. Yeah, I I think, and it's possible that they're going to keep Allmark out maybe a little longer than he needs to. Like that, that feels like it would be a smart thing to do because we know last year something happened down the stretch late in the regular season that certainly seemed to linger into the playoffs. Um, you know they everyone kind of sort of acknowledged that, but insisted he wasn't actually injured. It was just like a pain tolerance type thing, but it's like. Pain tolerance uh, means you're injured. I'm sorry. Like no healthy person is like, oh, my arm just hurts so fucking bad today. (laughs) Right. Right. Cause it's like, like, I guess like a bruise would be a pain tolerance thing. Like might not directly affect how you play, but 
in Elmark's case, like in a lot of goalies' cases, like I don't think it's a bruise. It's something's strained, tweaked, and that even if you think you're fine, like you subconsciously manage that. You, you know, you don't push off quite as hard or you don't go into a full split because, you know, maybe it's your groin or whatever. Like, so you don't want a goalie playing through something or just toughing it out. Like you're in a good spot. You're still first place in the Eastern conference. Uh, Although Florida Panthers are closing fast. They're now just one point behind the Bruins. Um, but you can afford to give Allmark all the time that he needs. And that's what they should do. So even if it's like, hey, he could be ready to go next Thursday. Um, you know, he feels he feels okay. He's not, but you know, it's still lingering a little. Just rest, like give him another couple games or whatever it might be. Like you can use Swayman. This isn't a particularly thick stretch of the schedule in terms of games. Like Saturday, come home Monday afternoon. That's, you know, there's travel there. So like that might be a little tough, but then you're off until Thursday. So you, you can get swimming a few starts here. And if you get Brandon Bussey's first NHL action, like that's not a bad thing, you know, get to get some experience, see, see what he does up here. No, no. And I, and you are like me and like a lot of people who just enjoy hockey that we just want to know what the prospect looks like. And it's, it's, it's in and of itself an entertaining experience for people who are wondering, oh, you know, this, this goalie seems to have a lot of promise. What's he going to look like in NHL action? So it's always, and it's always something we can talk about. Um, So we're happy to see him come in at at some point um, just to, just to get a look besides what we saw in preseason. But in terms of Swayman, first of all, started off his first game, knowing that Allmark wasn't going to be there backing him up uh he did really really well and he it might have been even his best game of the season in terms of some of the saves that he had to make and the timeliness of them uh obviously overtime hasn't gone great for him but he's I don't really know what he was supposed to do on that two-on-one uh situation in overtime but in general this is the luxury of having two amazing goaltenders is that you don't have to rush all Mark back and you shouldn't. <laughs> so, but you don't have to worry about, you know, the points in the standings because Swayman's not going to be someone that you're just like conceding games. If you're, if you're putting him in net for an extended period of time. So it's not like you have a backup that's barely NHL ready. It's not, it's not that situation. So take it, take advantage of it and give all Mark the time he needs to rest. Yeah, Thursday night I thought I thought both goalies were good, Swayman and Logan Thompson for Vegas. At times it was a very kind of mucked up defensive game where there there were especially first and second periods there were some long stretches where I felt like neither team was getting any good chances, and that's not overly surprising. Both Vegas and the Bruins pride themselves in defense. Cassidy and Montgomery to good defensive coaches. Um, I actually thought that in the third period, the Bruins really took control and dominated play and had the much better chances in the third. They just, um, you know, they did get the, the tying goal from Grizzly. Couldn't, couldn't get the winner in regulation, even though they had a couple chances, but um, yeah, it's tough. The way the game ends, it, it leaves a very sour taste in your mouth, but I don't really have much of a problem with that game from the Bruins. Now, 
Vegas was already a little banged up. They also lost both Mark Stone and Jack Eichel for a stretch in the second period. Um, both came back for the third. So kind of a bit of a, a sloppy game all around. But I think if you're just going to look at regulation, you'd say the Bruins were probably the better team and, and be relatively happy with that effort, even though it's still one-to-one. And then, then it all just kind of goes to hell in overtime. It was kind of a boring game, right? Yeah. For the first two was. periods, I'm like, I'm tired. I'm very tired. Someone needs to hit someone. Someone needs to fight. Like, there needs to be a goal. <laughs> like, it goes into, it looked like it was going to go into overtime tied 0-0. The goals didn't come till the back half of the third period. And I'm like, for a 10 p.m. game, guys, can we just get a little bit more scoring? Um, You know, some weird penalty calls as well. Uh, yeah, I, especially some, in the third straight period. up bad penalty calls. Yeah, they're just. It was just like that. So many things that were just nothing. Um, I don't know. Maybe they were trying to expedite yeah. the process and not have us go to overtime. That's what my theory. I mean, yeah, th- three of them on the Bruins. The James Van Riemsdyk trip is a stick on the shin pads of a player who was already losing his balance. And on the one hand, it's like I get. You know, ref sees a stick there, sees a guy goes down, thinks it thinks it's a trip, but it's like he didn't fall because of Van Reem's like stick. McAvoy's puck over the glass clearly deflected. And I'm like, I tweeted this, but I, I don't understand how we still don't have a system where someone can buzz down to the refs and be like, hey, that was deflected. And you correct the call and you move on with the game. The system is Jack uh Jack just screams into his microphone on Ness and that was deflected. And that, you yeah. know, there you go. <laughs> There's your system. But, yeah. But it's like the NFL has these expedited reviews now where they don't have to go all the way over to the camera and, you know, go under the hood. I watch a lot of soccer. Most of the highest level soccer leagues have expedited reviews where things just get buzzed down to a ref. I'm like, why don't we have that in the NHL? Like it's 2024 and, guys. We got the technology. Like I, I get, obviously you don't want to review every penalty because that just gets really messy and bogs the game down, but something like that, where it's like black and white, either, either the puck's deflected or it's not. And you could see on Nesson on the first replay that it got deflected. Something like that. It's like, yeah, like that's a really easy fix. That takes five yeah. seconds. And yeah. I, I don't see how it hurts the game at all to do that. Like in fact, it helps the game because it prevents an errant power play. Um, yeah, last, I mean, it's, last just, one was, it's, it's basically it comes down to this: it's a way you can get it right. Yeah, that's and the last know. one, the, the last bad call, Danton Heinen's hook, not a hook, <laughs> like not even anything resembling a hook. There, Again, no. <laughs> like I, I tweeted this: it's like if that's a hook, then there's like forty-five hooks a game because that play happens almost every shift. Someone. Like his stick grazed the guy. I'm like, what are we doing? 